0: Here comes American Pharoah, and he sweeps. promote something that's not proven not have it that does not it cannot produce a habit all right so via hemp company is a company that makes award winning products that you can actually feel what makes via hemp so special is that you can take different parts of the hemp plant to promote different effects so you don't have to toss and turn. Thinking about business at night, you can sleep. During the day, you can focus. Pain relief, right? Natural pain relief that makes them into a craft products, right? With different wellness benefits throughout the day. So whether you want to try your hemp products by gummy, tropical, uh, tincture, or they have the right products for you, Take their Cloud9 Spectrum gummies, and also they are legit and legal in all 50 states. These gummies are perfect for providing effects of normal, everyday euphoria. My favorite for daytime is Flow State CBG gummy because it helps me improve my focus during meetings, reading contracts, and also for nighttime. So I don't toss and turn like I said. Dreams CBN plus Delta Gummies. Delta 8 Gummy to help me fall asleep. So improve your daily routine with Viahab Company. Visit V-I-I-A-H-E as an Echo. M-P as in Papa. C as in Charlie. O.com. And use Bet15 for 50% off your first order. Or... Try them out and see how they work. Again, at V as a victory, I as in India, I as in India, A as in Alpha, H as in Hotel, E as in Echo, M for Mary, P for Papa, dot com. Let's see how you like it. Let me know. Alright, we're starting the ESBC Podcast Network, Horse Racing, True Crime where, um, who the hell are we and why the hell should you listen to us? I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients' net worth $50 million. And relevant to this podcast is the fact that my wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years, but it's not just her patients, it's people she works with. And we've been watching crime shows for 17 years. It's a lot of crime in Florida, right? Uh, one, one way bus tickets. Criminals in states, in the states that they don't want them anymore. You're out 15 years. Here's a one-way bus ticket to Florida. So when I lived in Florida, there was a lot of crime. But then I owned my restaurant. I did everything on the up and up But all the cops ate for free. Uh, people were felt comfortable enough to leave bags of cash, $50,000. We found out who it was and what it is they wanted. And we would always give the money back. We don't want to get involved. But they would sit, sit there, almost like a bartender. They would sit there, come back, and tell you the stories. So you end up learning a lot. Right? Learning a lot about uh, society. Learning about, about sociology. Why people do what they do. And, and it's not just entertainment, right? It's survival. You have to be aware of your surroundings at all times. Unfortunately, right, unfortunately, it's been for years, when I lived in a predominantly black neighborhood, when I lived in the hood, and it was 4 o'clock in the morning, we went to Red Snack Snack Shack, uh, illegal open restaurant, all they did was sell chicken, Red Snack Snack Shack, and all you could get there was really chicken, sometimes you could get liquor if they knew you. (laughs) It was a late night liquor store if they knew you If not, all you did 24 hours a day Was get chicken Right The best tasting chicken in the world Guy knew what he was doing If a white guy showed up there We were like What's this white dude doing here And unfortunately That's what people needed to do In Buffalo What is this white guy Doing here in the store but this guy was wearing body armor. He killed those people. So you have to be aware. You're it's never as extreme as that. Usually, eighty percent of the time, ninety percent, not as extreme as that. But you really have to know your own sort. In and, and somebody like me who manages ninety million dollars, seems like a lot. Some people manage nine hundred million. Some people manage nine billion. Some people <laughs> manage ninety billion. Some people manage $900 billion. Some people manage a trillion dollars. Some I'm there nowhere near that. And I only make money if my clients make money. The stock market's down. If my clients make zero, I make zero. And then what happens, right? You start digging into savings. Wife starts complaining. You're more stressed, you gain weight. Luckily, I have two ears and one mouth that'll listen to people. So it doesn't matter whether the stock market is up or down. My clients are making money. If my clients are making money, I'm making money. So it's literally in my job description to have a high level of awareness of what's going on with sociology because business is 60% psychology. I am a student of psychology. My wife is an expert, psychotherapist. But she's Good at what she does. Because uh, we took tests 19 years ago from a lady who stole the test from Pentagon. And she was an attorney and a doctor in psychotherapy. And Anna tested out for psychotherapy. I tested out for what I was already into, which is having an MBA securities license. So, what we do is we translate, we extrapolate that knowledge into horse racing true crime where we actively study and learn what our surroundings are through the horse racing industry. But every single business meeting has to have a purpose specific purpose and a specific outcome. So I gave you a specific purpose. The outcome is the last three out of the four triple crown races, we've given you some kind of winner. <laughs> last, uh, last time it was Zandon right? as a show horse. Uh, and Secret Oath on the Twitter page. And then the, the live stream we gave you Zandon. And Secret Oath on Twitter page. No, Desert or whatever it was. Desert Dawn.
1: Desert Dawn, right.
0: Desert Dawn, 45 to 1, gave you that on the Twitter feed. Kentucky Oaks. So In a way, that's four out of five, because the previous year, I had given you a Kentucky Oaks winner. Because a Kentucky Oaks winner, in the horsing world, the value of the horse increases with a top five finish. In the Kentucky Oaks, this is what I'm learning too about horses. Horse people, they know how to sell. They know how to sell these horses. They know how to sell pedigree. You know, Kingman. I was wrong about Kingman. Every time they have an auction in Kingman, it is uh two, um, two hundred and fifty million. But they have four auctions, so two hundred and fifty million times four it is a Billion dollars. Oh, auctioning horses. The handle for the Kentucky Derby with a billion dollar, I at least I, I agree with uh, Scott here. That those yeah. that numbers are low at least a billion, and that's just at Pimlico, and Pimlico races because now the stronger family owns it. has to be through XBet, mm-hmm. and who owns XBet? The Stronach family, which we get into, as we uh, in the horse racing to crime part. Basically, the, the horse racing to crime. Before we get into this week, is uh, based around the uh, indictment for tomorrow and uh, Jason Service. Right. So we build each, each each part each podcast builds on the next, and we Just create a a, uh, a narrative. All right. Each podcast builds
2: on the previous podcast.
0: Okay, so we take elements first. When we do the true crime podcast, we take elements that you do not see on uh, investigation discovery or true crime or uh, what's that? NCIS. You don't see this on. You get information you don't get from there. Now, added value, when we break down the Kentucky Derby, when we break down the preakness, is that I'm literally, I have fun doing it. Before, I used to you know, take part of the day off because when you own your own businesses, when you only make money if your clients make money, pretty much you're working seven days out of it. Some Sundays, you try to take off but then the client who's worth $50 million calls you on a Sunday. What are you going to say? now? Oh, I'm watching uh, the Red Zone right now. <laughs> They're like, what? I'm in the opposite. Monday for me, and you're, and you're what? what are you doing? I'm watching Red Zone. Uh, I got a grand on uh, the Eagles, and you're going to give me profit for the Sunday. I'll call you later. I can't do that. I have to pause it. But what we're doing is I take Part of the Saturday off, and you watch because you see a lot of culture, right? You see all the rich people. They, they tell you these stories about the horses and the trainers. And, you know, the sport of kings, it's history. It's Downton Avenue, right? It's it's history. It's a historical event. Horse racing, one of the oldest uh, events that poor people were allowed to be involved with. But you see the kings there, and the United States is one of the few countries where you can be at the bottom and see somebody who's like Elon Musk, or you're at the bar. Oh, hey Elon, how's he going? Have a beer with Elon. You, you know, uh, George Steinbrenner, one of the richest men families in, in America, used to come to my restaurant the whole time. Nobody holding the wall a restaurant. That only happens in the U.S. It doesn't happen anywhere. doesn't happen in England. It doesn't happen anywhere. Only the United States has that culture. Learn a lot about culture. However. Now, doing this podcast, second year of the podcast, uh, doing some reading, doing some research, talking to people, now we can document them. I did it for the last podcast, last uh, Kentucky Derby, major triple crown race. We can do it for this. We can do it for uh, Belmont. And since Scott's helping me, we can do it for the Breeders' Cup. We can detail how you're being manipulated and lied to, how the, how they want power over you, right? The NBC coverage. TYG too, because I watch them too. Horse racing in America too. Lies, flat out lies, but they're lies for a specific purpose and a specific outcome. For us, we're for the people. So four out of five races, following us on Twitter, uh, watching out for the live stream, 45 races, we made you money because we need to pay for gas. Gas here is six bucks a, a gallon. And we pay for the, all of that through sports betting, through horse racing. I don't bet every race. I only bet the major races because the major races, there's more eyes on them and harder for them to lie and manipulate. So we use business financial concepts like the eighty twenty rule, like arbitrage, decision science, and we teach it on the podcast as well. As a bonus. One of the bit maxims in business and life, period, if you are or think you are the smartest, toughest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room. You need to get out of it. And Scott was talking about it. Get yourself around people who are at least making somewhat of an attempt to be normal. <laughs> so Scott helped normalizes my podcast. Thank you. He's from the Northeast. Regional diversity. Uh, man, I read the manifesto. I will read all this stuff. I read the Miller report. Mueller report. I read this kid's manifesto, 180 pages. Read the whole manifesto. And the kid... Nobody taught him. Hopefully, there was a teacher. Very, very uh, proud that there's an economics class that listens to every podcast and then they have a lesson on the business concepts on the podcast. So, thanks guys for listening. Very proud of that. Teacher needed to say his parents is for me, his parents are on the clock because if my kid had body armor, <laughs> I would have been like, listen. I just cut up your body armor. What do you need a bulletproof body armor for? You don't need to go hunting or you're going down to the hood to buy drugs. What is it you need body armor for? Yep. What's the purpose of this? Yep. The apocalypse, World War III, you're going to go sign up, you're going to go to Ukraine and fight, what, what are you going to do? What do you need is body armor for. All right? So, diversity is not just race it's one, these, it's one of these things, we convince one person to this. <laughs> We're we get. It. It's not just race. It's not disability. It's not gender. Gender identity. IQ. Uh, LGBTQ. Q is for queer. Right? It's what people thought. No, it's for questioning.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? But it's not just that. That's just a piece of diversity. It's not just disability or somebody's handicap. Put somebody handicapped on this team. No, diversity is what's always been in business, which is pragmatic. Hey, I have my personal opinion, but in business, this works. So we're gonna go with what works. But social life is different. Pragmatic is what diversity is. We have a team of engineers. Bring somebody from the art department into that team of engineers. All male, white engineer team. Let's get the black, Female lesbian from the art department. Put her in that group, right? In that group will beat this is a team of all white engineers because they have diversity. They have somebody thinking different in that group. Somebody with different skill sets, Somebody with different friends, right? Makes that group diverse. That's why companies that practice that, when I just taught you in five seconds, be forty five percent more free cash flow again. Another important term, not revenue. Free cash flow. Now it's each other here with inflation. What does inflation hit? It hits free cash flow. That's what companies didn't want. Charge them money. That's inflation. So we teach all that here. But Scott gives me diversity. And Scott, thank you for diversity. Thank you for all the research you do. And what are your first words as... Uh, we do two things, right? At the same time, because we're old. So it's a complicated podcast. So uh, complicated finance is... Two or more things. So we're doing two things at the same time simultaneously. We're breaking down the podcast for one of our outcomes, which is giving out winners to pay for gas, the way we've done in the NBA playoffs. We gotta get heated up again, but we're still hugely profitable. We we would have to go zero and sixteen to be at break even. So throughout the the playoffs right now. We've almost we're in the conference final. We're very close to clinching profit for the whole playoffs. But we want to heat up. We want to keep paying for gas. Uh, we're giving you winners so you can make money. But at the same time, we're exposing lies. And then once you expose the lie, it opens up a new can of worms. Why are they lying to you? Why are they trying to manipulate? you? What power are they trying to exert over you? You're like Josh. Why do I care? Because you figure all those things out, you can get on a hot streak <laughs> picking horses, and that's quite a bit of money. And we're here for the money. What are your first thoughts if we uh, head into those specific goals, breaking down quickness, 2022, May 2022? You're talking about the history part of it. There's a lot of history going on right now.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, you know, There's only nine horses. There's not 20, so it's a little bit easier. To, uh, to sort out and through these horses. Um, so I saw a thing on, I've watched many podcasts, YouTube stuff, listen to whatever. There's only been one Kentucky Derby runner-up in the last, <clears throat> excuse me, 26, I believe it was some odd years like that, that has won the Preakness. Epicenter was the runner-up in the Kentucky Derby. Epicenter is running in the Preakness. Everybody thinks that that horse is Not unbeatable, but the best horse in the field. Two weeks, this horse ran last two weeks ago, so it's going to be very tough for Epicenter if the speed of the Belmont is anywhere near where the Kentucky Derby was. It's going to be very tough for Epicenter to even finish second in this race. So keep that in mind when you make. So
0: yeah, yeah, we we do how to right. Yep. So not to interrupt you, but how how do you pick courses, right? How is it that you approach picking a triple crown race?
1: So there's a there's a lot so of factors. What I do,
0: right? It's what Scott's yep. doing is you lop off the favorite. The favorite only wins 20% of the right, right, yes. time. Right, there, 80-20 rule. Right? Yep. Elon Musk says, hey, 20% of robots. How does he know that? Because of the 80-20 rule. 20% makes 80% of something else. So how does he off the bat knows that they're lying to him when they say the twenty five percent bots?
2: Because yeah, and
0: twenty percent. So twenty percent that number again. The favorite wins twenty percent of the time. Yes. Yep. All right, we want to get to the highest level of probability of making money off the race. Highest level is eighty percent. Highest level of anything is eighty percent. Probability but, the theory, which we teach. So what Scott's doing is we're we're actually executing the 80-20. Mm-hmm. We're lopping off epicenter right off the bat. You always lop off the favorite right off the bat, and that saved us last week. That's why we could give you Zandon.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing that you have to realize is I'm still, any trifactor I play, epicenter is probably going to be in there as a top three finisher um, because I think the horse I'm can a finish little top bit. three. You're
0: going to lop off the favorite right away.
1: Yeah, yeah. In a trifecta, you usually in keep the favorite. And then you,
0: in recession, we're coming in. They're going to have yep. to bubble down on their, on their uh, strategy. They have to take our money, <laughs> right? And just keep getting the getting the favorite out. Of it. Especially yeah, in- and I will yeah. not
1: pick Epicenter at all to win the race. I don't. I don't think Epicenter is going to win the race. No. To, in my opinion, I, I just don't think he's going to do it. So, um, and he's six to five right now. So, if he goes, if people bet him, and he drops to three to five. You can't bet him. Uh, we're not betting him anyway, but you can't bet him as a better. If, if you're saying, I'm not going to listen to those, I'm just going to bet him anyway. Keep in mind, at six to five, you're barely going to make a profit. At three to five, you're not making any profit. Right. So, and that's, that's what we're here. That's what we want to make you is profit. So do not even remotely look at epicenter unless you could look at him in, in a trifecta. You could box him up in a trifecta. Yes. As a winner, no, I'm not looking at him at all. I, I've I've got five or six horses I like, and he he's one of them. But I am not picking him as a favorite to win, rather to win. Yeah. So, um, you know the the horses that we looked at and we discussed a little bit before we came on. Uh, these are the horses: Creative Minister, Early Voting.
0: Right. So let's go through each one. Right. All right. right. Minister.
1: Is it so ten to one? one.
0: Who's the jockey on that list?
1: Uh, that I didn't write down, so I'll have to go back and look at yeah, it. Yeah, let's look let's at
0: who, who the jockey is. Because the jockey say this last time, right? Right. Uh, on, so, on a, on a I, said, look at Zandon, because Slavian Pratt, who comes up, um, comes up through uh, the podcast. I'll put it to you that. Flavio Pratt, uh, he's also in Del Mar, San Diego, had won three races that day. So I said, hey, you got to put money, some kind of money, show ticket, on the hot uh, Josh.
1: So I'm looking now. Let me see. It doesn't Uh, say.
0: The owners (laughs) of Creative Minister have put up $150,000. They got
1: a horse racing, uh, Brian Hernandez Jr. is riding creative minister. Ew. I don't know who never he is, heard
0: of him.
1: never heard of him before. He's 10 to 1 right now, yeah. never heard of him before. Don't know who he is. The uh, the trainer is Kenny McPeak, who's been getting you know his name's been floating out there, but because of the jockey at 10 to 1. You know, he's one of the horses I like, but he probably would be down toward the bottom of what I like because and, of the jockey. The problem
0: with that as well is that you don't know how somebody's going to react until they're there.
2: Yep. He,
0: Big time right race. To them is, he's going to be next to, uh, um, I forgot how to pronounce his last name, it's like Gro.
2: Gro.
0: Yeah, he, he he won with Curlin. He, so he's won a, a Triple crown race before. before. Uh, you got, I want to see where Iran Ortiz is.
1: You know, I can tell you right now, he is on. He's on
0: it. he's our guy. He, this is a horse we like a lot. That's the horse I'm picking. He's on mine. yep. He's on uh, a Baffert horse. So you got Iran Ortiz. But we'll get to that later. but that I like that horse a lot, 12 to 1. Dina Spirit, one man 12 to 1. And then the Belmont Stakes last year was also 12 to 1. So the one number I like a lot. And the people involved.
1: Keep in mind, as we discussed with the Derby, just because Baffert's not there does not mean he is not watching the training sessions. On,
0: on FaceTime.
1: Yeah. No. He is definitely watching the sessions. He's definitely getting updated on how the horse is, how he's handling it, how his attitude is. He's, he's getting all those um, reports from, from, um, from the trainer and the jockey. And also Baffert only trains really good horses. And this horse was not in the Derby. This horse, again, another horse like Chad Brown did with early voting was pointed at this, this uh, race. So, a train horse based on this race, yeah. so at 12 to 1, nobody, not a lot of money being taken in on him. He will be on a ticket or two, he will be on a place or show ticket. I don't think he's good enough to win, but I think he's good enough to get second or third in this race. And, and you know, we've hit the Kentucky Oats in the Kentucky Derby shows on this, so he would be in that winning the race. The I don't, gonna, I don't,
0: i gonna put 50 bucks on him to win, you know, put a hundred dollar show ticket.
1: Yep. Yeah. Cause I I think he can grab up second and third, third for sure. Um Bafford horse, this is the Bafford horse is a really, really good. And this is this is but a I horse so,
0: that, Tim too, he could he could have a deal with somebody that set a pick for this horse. Because yeah. this horse, some horse or somebody he knows in the race, like guru fifty to one, he gets up fast and sets a pick. This horse finishes in the top three, because especially now with a recession and inflation, might be the whole shebang all the time. One of the goals, one of the purposes in in the outcomes are to raise the value of the horse so you can sell it for stud fees Yeah. high price.
1: Yep, and everybody else, keep in mind that Rich Strike is not running in this race, the Derby winner, not running in this race. So I think a
0: lot of investigation needs to be done on that horse. Was he tested before the Kentucky Derby? Was he tested after the yep. Derby? Is the yep. lab in Kentucky up and running? What's the process? A lot of questions NBC is not telling you. That we're going to yes. tell you here.
1: And he was put in the Derby two minutes before the cutoff date. Okay. Wayne Lucas took his horse out. Rich Strike was the next horse to go in. Two minutes before nine nine a.m. on Friday, which last the Friday of Derby weekend, which was the cutoff time, so did not have time to get drug tested before, after, during the week was not even in the the Kentucky Derby, so that's a that as Josh said that's a, that's a big sticking point. Was this horse on anything going into this race? Because he just shot up like a cannon to win the race, so.
0: We're not uh, accusing anybody. We just we're we're, we're asking for um, just basic due diligence as a sports better. Yep, this is money. Once it's gone, it's gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know awesome. what I'm
0: saying, <laughs>
1: right, right. And, so uh, when
0: when you look at this- movie or, um meet the Millers with the other one kid on there. You know what I'm saying, man.
1: So we also so talked about
0: creative, let's go back to your first choice there. Okay. Creative minister out of Kentucky. We don't yeah. know who the jockey is. Trainer Kenneth
2: McPeak.
0: Yeah. And Kenneth McPeak has $2 million in earnings this year. And he has a hundred million lifetime earnings. So obviously he's a good trainer to get up to, to this level. This horse was bought. Creative Minister with bought for one hundred eighty thousand, has made one hundred forty thousand in twenty twenty two, and those are lifetime earnings. So we only mm-hmm. run this horse this year, uh, so this is a very fresh horse.
1: Yes, yes, and then it's a, it's a horse that at ten to one is a good odds horse. Okay, to get up in the top three, and get and get a piece and and make you some money. Um, he's good so enough it, to do that. He's so running he it.
0: And if you want to bet him, gotta do your own research. You gotta go on there and ask yourself, why? Why am I taking Creative Minister if the number one choice there? And, and what's the odds on this horse? Ten to one. Ten to so one. if
1: you gotta bet him, yeah. bet him now because he's definitely on the day of the race. Gonna be down to like five to one or six to one, probably.
0: All, all of the big people who like fresh horses, yep, they pick this horse.
1: Yeah, and having having a fresh horse in this race could be the key to getting up and getting a top three finish because Epicenter ran Kentucky Derby. Secret Oath ran the Kentucky Oaks. Won it, but ran it two weeks ago. Simplification, ran in the Derby. Those three horses are part of the three of the six. They just ran two weeks ago. Creative Minister did not run. Armagnac did not run. Early voting did not run in the Kentucky Derby or the Oaks. Those are the three fresh horses. They no doubt will set a pace for this race. That these other three are going to have to come and catch. So, that's me too.
0: Okay, so you got
1: Creator Minister. Who, who was your next
0: favorite after
1: that? Uh, early voting was my next early favorite. Early
0: voting, Shad Brown.
1: Shad Brown two. is
0: eight. a lot of people like him.
1: Yes. And the, the one thing came from a horse racing people listen to this, a guy by the name of Bobby Frankel, who was really, really successful in his own right as a trainer. So the one thing I could say about this is Chad Brown did not even remotely consider the Derby with this horse. Always had him pointed at the Preakness for this weekend. When Chad Brown or Bobby Frankel or any trainer, points a horse at a certain race and trains it for this certain race, that horse usually runs really well. So that's why early voting definitely is going to be in my trifecta trifecta approach because of the fact that he was pointed to come here. And Chad Brown is a name that carries a lot of weight with me. And the jockey is
0: uh, Jose Ortiz. Ortiz. What's that?
1: He was
0: born in... Saratoga um, Springs, New York. Of course.
1: Yep. Springs, uh, yep. And I'll I'll give you a, another fact in, in a little bit. is
0: one of his. finishing the money made us money last time. Yep. And let me see how much money Chad Brown
1: made. A lot. And Jose Ortiz is a, is a good jockey. He's a, he's a good jockey, riding this horse. So uh, he, in a nine horse field. He, you know, rested horses, as we've said before, are going to have an advantage in this race more so than the horses that just ran. So keep that in mind.
0: But yeah, so Chad Brown, he, he, he's a his job really right. It seems to um, he's run four straight outstanding trainer awards. Chad Brown, so they like him in the industry, right? This is a, a beauty contest when uh, they like you in the industry. So he's won four of these what I call them high school yearbook awards. Right? Where the people from the high school yearbook uh, vote on whatever. Usually that's what it's going to be. So I would say he's probably won at least a billion dollars worth of races.
2: Yeah.
0: Let's see if I can get a number on him.
1: Run horse, Chad Brown. In this in this race, there's only three trainers that I look at and say they're going to get something, and that's Chad Brown, that's Steve Asmussen on Epicenter, okay. who was the favorite. Who I'm not betting, but he's he's a good trainer, and Yakteen because he's he's with Baffert, and that's that's the other guy. Dwayne Lucas, I'm I'm kind of uh, medium on, um, warm on the other three guys. I, I would pick over.
0: Yeah, Dwayne Lucas, it's just you know, he's just there yeah. for advice. He's not like Bob Affleck. He's, exactly. Yeah. So this guy, you know, he he knows what he's doing. If he's spiking horses, nobody knows. He's not right. sloppy. Um, his stable set a record for earnings 31 million one hundred and twelve thousand forty four in
2: 2019. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, he he's up there. He he's at least $500 dollars in a lifetime earnings, and he's only 43 years old.
1: Right. And the and the overriding thought in my my mind is he pointed this horse at this race so to point the horse at this race he specifically trained the horse for this race this distance this this uh, track weather condition everything so he he has this horse on track for this race and that's dangerous when you have a, tr- a trainer like chad brown who was who very successful he
0: so this to, horse. That tell you when the pregnant Stakes was 2017
1: so he's due. He's good. He's due. Right. He's definitely due to, to win, win a Preakness. So.
0: Now, now, he studied animal science at Cornell University, right? I mm-hmm. Yep. Ivy guy.
1: Very smart guy.
0: He's, he's been around that area the whole time, right? That whole area from upstate New York to Toronto. And yep. Now I'm really realizing how uh, close upstate New York is to Toronto. Where uh, Barry and uh, Barry and Henny Sherman were murdered, yep. part of the yep. non-racing um, horse racing to crime. And like Bafford, so you got two very wealthy, very successful trainers, who their undergraduate degree was in animal science.
1: Yep. And this horse is an East Coast horse.
0: Right.
1: New York, born and bred in New York. The race is in Baltimore, East Coast. They, they can't
0: claim, and you know, this is a good guy to get on the podcast because he has not been busted for spiking horses or whatever. But he he would be a great resource to get him on to tell you the intricacies of it. Yep, and yep. and he would like to do it too, right? Because he wants to set the record straight. I don't think the NBC is letting him do it for whatever reason, but we'll let him. Nope. Do that. Set the record straight on what the difference is, because I'm sure splitting hairs. I'm sure it's very nuanced. But what is this is a magic question we need to ask journalism, here. citizen journalism, like you know I must What is the difference between properly medicating a horse, properly uh, giving horse vitamins as well? giving the horse uh, supplements so it's a healthy horse versus spiking a horse, which uh, Gil talked about in our first podcast. Each podcast builds on the rest, so the horse racing, into crime Each builds on each other. Even the brakes kind of build on each other. We break to pick a race. So what is that difference for him, right? And I say, hey, because the first thing to fly out of his mouth is, hey, the laws are different in New York than if I go race in Mass or, or Pennsylvania or California. I'm like, we know that, Chad. Yep. You're Ivy League guy. I graduated from USA. So <laughs> you're just software. That's where I graduated. You graduated from Ivy League school. We trust you, Chad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You tell us, we're not going to argue with you because you know more about horse racing than we'll ever know. Yeah. Tell us what is the difference, Chad. Right.
1: Uh, very right to listen to that answer and and when he, he's in the race when he's in a race as a trainer I look at his horse a little bit closer than, than a lot of the other ones
0: right
1: because I think he's that good so
0: so show ticket and his horse is
1: uh, Chad Browns is early voting
0: or early voting so early voting it has to be some sort of uh, politician
2: mm-hmm
0: Hopefully, not Trump. <laughs> it's also Chad Brown, who's horrible at CNBC. He is completely horrible. He's a technical analysis guy at CNBC. Chad Brown, he's always depressed. And I know why he's depressed. He makes a lot of money because he knows that he makes money off technical analysis. He doesn't make money using technical analysis, which is supposedly giving people advice on. Which is, when I listen to him, I like to listen to him for laughs. I keep laugh at what this guy's saying because it's a joke when you're doing the real thing. But this is a different Chad Brown.
1: And the, and the sire for the for that horse was Gunrunner. And Gunrunner was a successful horse a few years ago. So I, that should give me something too. Gunrunner has two horses in this.
0: So from that one, right? so we got this two. We're going to go five of the top horses, and you're yep. going to give a uh, long shot at the end. Uh, yep. Is Simplification in, in your top five there? Yes, He is. is. All right. So Simplification It's a horse I'm following because mm-hmm. it's along the lines of a city we've been tracking through the horse racing through crime, and is one of the cities that I advise everyone to avoid in their life, and it's the city of California. Don't go to Ocala, Florida for no reason. Whatever somebody's trying to bamboozle you, tell you some stories about uh, Ocala, Florida, do not go there. Also, when I lived in Florida and since every single year, I read a news story about somebody getting killed in the Ocala National Forest. Do not go camping, hiking, nothing, don't don't do anything. There's probably several. Not probably. There are several serial killers in the Cal National Forest. When they see somebody coming up their area, you'll get popped. Just type it in Google. Cal National Forest uh, murder. Or people missing. (laughs) Don't go to these places. Now the Cal uh, Florida is is home to the Bad Boys Farm. Mm -hmm. Run by the Gambino family. That I did catering for twice and ran both times, came in and literally ran at it. Uh, also home to the stronage family. They own a horse farm. The Stronage family now owns six racetracks. The sixth <laughs> racetrack. And let me know about what do you think about my theory on this now. The sixth race, race track is preakness. Belinda Stronage is in the news because she is in a political party in what? Turkey of all places. It's deciding whether Sweden or Finland gets into the NATO. So she has her hands on everything. <laughs> uh, but she's a feminist. She was in the uh, in the in the Canadian parliament. She gave 100000 dollars to the Clinton Foundation. She has a horse farm in California. And then Barry and Honey Sherman were murdered in Canada. But really that Toronto, Syracuse, Buffalo, Saratoga Springs area. Yep. It's all yep. really one area. Yep. And she's in the same neighborhood as these people who were murdered. And she has a motive and obviously opportunity. But she's a feminist. Simplification, out California. It's a Philly, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the trainer is a woman by the name of Tammy Bobo. Venezuelan-born trainer Antonio Santo, running out of Gulf Spring, Florida Derby, uh, Gulf Spring Park, and Tampa Bay Downs is owned by who? The Stronish family. Yeah. So you have a horse, same town, maybe even the same farm. You have a female owner involved. You have a filly involved. And the owner of the racetrack he is a feminist. But not only does he own horses, horse farm, not only does he own the track. So you go to the track, sometimes you pay money to go into the infield. She makes money. You're like, Josh, what does it have to do with it? It has to do with don't sell your Apple stock. And that's why you have Apple stock because of vertical integration, right? It's running family, Here's business and finance. It's vertically integrated. What is vertically integrated? That you own everything, like communist government, but so you're a company, but you own everything. You own each piece. Apple owns the own chips in their computer. It used to be Intel. You're like, oh, why did they switch from Intel? It's a great company, they did a great job because of vertical integration. They make more money, Owning the chip inside the app. Apple also manufactures it and ships it, right? That's why they have a deal with China. Strongest family owns, if you want to pay in the infield, they own the money. When you go to the window, the place of bet, the software that does it and takes juice off of it, it is XBET. When you see XBET, you can't go anywhere now. I see XBET. Oh, you can only bet from these four places, nowhere else. Yes. One of them is XBET. Who is that owned by? The Stonage family. Now yep. this horse is a filly. I the I, more I think I'm convincing myself to put a show ticket on this. It's finished fourth or fifth in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, has a good position. And if I know all this, the trainers and the jockeys around so- <laughs> the of know this as well.
1: Yeah, you and got,
0: uh, this horse, you got a couple of things going right. You got the Zanaplane guy, right, from Florida, uh, cartel. <laughs> they, they won't think twice about bullet. You got a lot of people here who won't think twice about putting a bullet in your head. The Gambino family, <laughs> the cartel, and the strategists. I wouldn't mess with them. I'm not picking that horse. Oh, wait, wait, I, the jockey. But let's maybe we want to win. But if it takes you cutting off or pissing off simply, simply don't do it. Yeah. We're not tough
1: guys. So What do you think yeah, about that? Simply, simply, <clears throat> so th- this horse ran great in the Derby, finished fourth. You know, I ran a really good race, okay? Post-draw four in this is pretty good in the middle, smack dab in the middle. It's not going to get pushed to the rail. Right. not going to get pushed to the outside. going to stay in the middle. Six to one right now. I, I would think that's going to go down a little bit to maybe five or four to one. Right. Um, and I agree with you. I agree with the familiarity probably has, has been, has run on this track many, many times. Um, I agree with you. All the connections on this horse would lead me to, to put a show ticket on it. And I think I'm going to is, is place 50 or a hundred dollars on simplification to show. Cause I, I think this horse is that good to get up to third. Is this, like I said, there's five or six horses that could get top three for sure. I think this is probably one of the horses that I'll, I'll probably throw some money on, and I'll do it uh, before the end of the day today because I think this horse's odds are going to go down a little bit once connections are known by a lot of people. I don't think people have really delved into this horse as much as they have. I have. He, he's running really well right now. He's hitting a stride. I think he can come up and grab a third. Yeah, he, he's a- too.
0: There's
1: no Philly in this race, is there? Yeah, Secret Oath is a Philly. Secret Oath is the Philly I was thinking about. So not, Secret Oath is a Philly. That one, not, I can not not the
0: Philly. Philly. But I think with your all your connections. Being trained talk, and owned by a female owner.
1: Yep, yeah, I think with all the talk on the connections with this, with the stroniches and the, you know, owning of the track and, and uh, stuff like that, I, I, I would not. Put it past this horse to get up the third. Um, this horse ran in the Kentucky Derby, yes, but it's running really well right now. Um, everybody says it's hitting its stride right now, which which gives me an outlook of put some money on it because it, it may just come in. And it's six to one, it's not bad odds. It's not bad odds at all. But bet it now because it's going to yeah, go yeah. down. Like, you know,
0: the other part them. of it is she's a single mother. Yep. Abortion is a big issue. Yep. On both sides. Exactly. The owner of the track, Belinda Stronage, is gonna be watching this race. Big time feminists. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get in front of this horse or cheat this horse. Or I, mean, that's I would not, I would let this horse run this race.
1: Watch out for the uh, mafia in the in the box someplace.
0: The cartel too, this guy's from Venezuela. Yeah. Yep. Three people in Venezuela can own horses. But they're in the state of Florida, right? In the state of Florida, 50% of the banks are owned by uh, South American drug cartels. That's a fact by the FBI. Go on the FBI website and read banks in Florida. Ownership. So let's go to the fourth horse. We'll, we'll give you five. We'll give you six, actually. Yep. And then Scott will give you the six, which is a long shot.
1: Well, one of the horses is the epicenter, and, and I don't I'm, he's the he's no, the over, no, no. Yeah. favorite, and he, he he throw him out. He he, out. he might yeah. win the race, but you're not going to make any money on him. So just just he's a favorite. Just just throw him out yeah, right we, now. We lock
0: him on. So let's go to secret. So that's
1: the next horse that would be the in in that group. Okay,
0: it's the secret oath.
1: Secret oath is the next one. Yeah. The owner of the racetrack is a feminist. Another horse you might
0: not want to get in front of the ender. She's not going to kill you. It would have to be something like Bunny and Barry Ferment, where they're easy people to kill. This horse is nine to two, probably like a co-favorite. Uh, horses like this as well, favorites. You'll hear a lot of it's almost like the NFL draft, where some team wants to draft a guy, so they put out fake information about, him. oh, this guy's a drug addict and blah blah blah. It's, they do that because they want to pick him, <laughs> or they want to pick him in a lower round? So. Th- it's 9-2 now, but maybe it's something will come up about the horse that people are going to try to because, uh, again, it's the value of the horse. Uh, you finish in the top five, really, these people are good at selling stuff. Yep. They know how to uh, what to say, what to do to make the most money to sell the horse. Secret yeah, one the Wanda, Kentucky
1: Oaks. Oaks. Yep. Rich this is another. This Evening. is another horse. That could, this is another horse you might lose money on too. I could see this horse going off at three to five or four to five. You know, it's just
0: uh, uh, there's it, going to be the reason I'm not going to bet him, right. Uh, really, has been the NBA loss last two games. Yeah, you would have bet on which team has the most rest. You would have catch cashed this ticket. Absolutely. And, and that's been a streak that's been going on for a while now, the NFL, everything. College, uh, fresher teams, maybe it's COVID, I don't know what, but it's almost like 100%. The fresher, and I know our Trevor complained about it, right? Because California Crown did not win the Triple Crown. He said they should have delayed the race a month. That's for, that's for the Belmont Stakes. A month for now, so my horse can have some rest. And it's a it's an even race because he threw some fresh horses at so that one, we're going to X out, right? Because it's not a fresh horse.
1: Yeah. I've, and the one is bad, too. Three to five, nine to
0: two, less than two to one. It's, it's not making any money at, at
1: all. Yeah, the, the horse is a good horse, okay? You, to win a Kentucky Oaks or Kentucky Derby, you have to be a really good horse, okay? But when you look at it, if you are, if this horse goes down to, say, four to five, you put $100 on it. You're looking at only like $80 return. Okay. So you lose. You win the ticket, but you lose money in the end. So what what is that going to do for you? It's not really going to do anything for you. That's why somebody like a simplification of six to one is a good bet.
0: Right.
1: That's why somebody like creative minister at 10 to one. Good bet. Because if you put a now, show ticket,
0: you're going to yeah. have more money than the
1: $100. Exactly. Exactly. You never want to lose money. It's do you really want to go to the window and say, okay, give me epicenter at four to
2: five.
1: I'm not going to feel good about it. Yeah. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to say, I won the race in the previous. Well, how much did you win? I didn't win anything. I lost 20 bucks. It's not, you know, You're right. You're right. you picked the winner, but you lost. Right. You picked the winner, but you lost. So that's why the, the, the long shot I'm going to give, which is the next horse is the Almanac. That's the one we talked about 12 to one. Right. Bob baffert horse, you know, did not get did, a long shot.
0: 12 to 1's pretty
1: good. 12 to 1 is pretty good. because good,
0: but it's in
1: there. Because if you look at the other three, that that we're not Fenwick is 50 to 1, Happy Jack is 30 to 1, Skippy Longstocking is 20 to 1. I don't think they're getting up to the top three. Yeah. Amanac, I think, could get up to top three. And at 12 to 1, he's the longest shot on the board right now that, that I, I would feel comfortable putting a ticket on mm-hmm. or any kind of a bet. So it's a Bob Baffert horse. Yakteen's the 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 guy, but Baffert's involved he's like in Bob it. Bob
0: Baffert, anyway, he's like the um, yep. he's the right hand man. Does whatever Bob Baffert tells him to do, anyways.
1: Yep, and your man is the jockey. I ride Ortiz Jr. Right. I like so. that horse. I'm gonna pick
0: that horse. I'm gonna put hundred dollar yep. show ticket, fifty to win. And simplification is the other horse I'm going to put a show ticket. Yeah. That's me because yeah. I'm not a really, oh, I'm studying horse racing through crime because you are learning a lot about your surroundings, society, legal system. Um,
1: and the three.
0: But I'm not like one of those people that know what they're doing. So right. since that, right. 100 bucks on simplification. uh Show ticket, 100 bucks, show ticket on Aramac, aramac Bob Baffert horse, 12 to 1. A lot of things going for that horse. And then 50 to win. Then Sacred Oath, just because it's a silly uh, and the owner of the track is a feminist, I'll put 50 bucks, show ticket.
1: So take secret so Oath out of it. it. So the, so the three horses that I'm going to bet the most, are simplification creative minister and yeah. where are they in post positions? Four, five, six, right in the middle, right in three, the middle. Horse, three horses to one side, three horses to the other side. So they are right in the middle. They won't get pushed into the rail. They won't get pushed to the outside. they will be right smack dab in the middle. And that's where you want your horse coming down the stretch. You don't want him outside where he has to go the long way. You don't want him at the rail where he could get pushed, pushed out by the, um, by the other horses right in the middle post positions, and that's key. For me, in a nine-horse race, the post position is even more important because they're in the middle. They can dictate. They can get to the front a lot faster than these other horses can. So that's, that's what I like. So I'm an act, creative minister, and simplification are going to be my three that I put a heavier dose of money on in this race. Dang. Secret Oath too, I'll sprinkle a little bit on. I agree with you, the Philly, you know, woman, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that stuff. The other three Fenwick, Happy Jack, and Skipping Long Skippy Longstocking. I just an epicenter, that's a four. I just can't put any money on them because I want to either lose money or they won't come in. So So Fenwick, are you
0: gonna put five bucks on Fenwick?
1: I might, you know what? My philosophy is now it has always been. Usually it's usually been to put money on a long shot. I didn't put on on Rich Strike because he just joined the race the last two minutes, so I I didn't even consider him in anything. So I might throw I might throw twenty on ha- on Fenwick as a fifty to one shot to come in. Yeah, because that I'm, that'll count. I'm not at
0: all. I always stay away from so yeah. I'll, I'll give up. I'll give up that twenty percent. Yep, this is a yep. get rich slow strategy. They
1: do the... and and the thing is, is so what is if that said. horse? What if that horse comes in place? or we'll show it fifty to one. You got something. You got again. You got, you got something. Just like Zandon, just like Desert Dawn. You down. got something. Yep. Those yep. Those
0: those to
1: the he was forty-eight to one. 48 and he casted. There were other horses
0: like they did it to the Kentucky Derby. They were eighty to one. Richard yep. 80 to one. 80 to one. <laughs> so I give up the thrill of having a long shot win. I trade that for show tickets and steady profit. Yes. My time yep. is profitable watching this and kind of analyzing what's going on.
1: Just just remember, just remember if as a better. This is basically one of the few if only sports where you can make profit without having a winning ticket.
2: Right.
1: You can make profit off picking Desert Dawn. You can make profit off picking Xandon. Neither one won the race but they were great odds. If you put 100 bucks on them you you made especially Desert Dawn you made X you a 48 to 1 shot at 100 bucks. So you know, nobody bet. Rich uh, Rich Strike was probably 2% bet in, in, uh, in tickets.
0: Yeah, what I read was that uh, the handle was one of the highest handles ever. Yes. For showdowns. Specifically, actual yep. showdowns, without counting online and this and that, and the next bet was $270 million. Yep. And $500,000 was bet on Rich Strike.
1: Right and TBG and, and yeah,
0: XBet like maybe five million off the five hundred, uh, because a lot of them show tickets and stuff. To win, I I think it was less than like fifty thousand to actually win. So they yep. only paid out like five million five hundred thousand off of a two hundred seven million dollar handle. So that's yeah two hundred and seventy million dollars straight yeah. pocket right into the pocket.
1: TBG and Express and NRA bets won a huge amount of money on the Kentucky Derby because not many people cashed. And that's what they want. And in this race, they don't like it because a lot of people are going to bet and a lot of people are going to cash some sort of money. So they will not profit as much on this race as they would on the Derby.
0: It's the only thing this happens with or maybe it happens, but they don't track it. But I don't know if you've heard of this, if this has happened around you, Scott, where somebody bets a long shot and they have a winning ticket. They get home, they find their wife with another guy or their daughter getting hit by the sun or the kid breaks a leg, they go to the hospital, the kid breaks the leg, they have a hospital. Something happens. Mother-in-law has a heart attack. Something happens and they forget about the ticket and they're cast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's true, or somebody says I got you know I gotta go, and they leave early before the race goes off.
2: Right,
1: and they go home, and something happens, like you said, <laughs> and then like like I don't know, they don't wear the jacket for for a year or whatever, and then they put the jacket on and they pull out the ticket and they say, oh look at the winner in the Kentucky Derby. Well, the, the this year's Kentucky Derby already went off and ran.
0: Expiration date is whatever six months. You get it a day after. Ah, so what it decided where this jacket yesterday could have captured the stick, but today, I'm a day late. I can't do nothing with
1: this. And a lot of people did that. A lot of people would go to Suffolk Downs, would go to Foxwoods, would go up to New Hampshire. Oh, in here. Would go to Louisiana. Would go to Atlantic City. And they'll bet it. And then they'll leave. They'll just dare to bet the race because they want to get a, a skin in the game supposedly. And they'll leave and go home. Right. And then they'll completely forget about the ticket. Right. Something else will come up. And like you said, they, pull, they put the, you know, look at, the t- oh, I won. Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, it's boys can't, can't cash it. So, me in Vegas with football the day the season ends, I send my t- winning tickets back in. The day the season's over, my over under over wins, I Whoa, send them right back. So I don't forget, yeah. So, you don't forget them because you, you won't forget it, and people forget it, and people yeah, lose yeah. thousands I'm of dollars. I'm a
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, do something. Hang, hang the ticket up someplace on the refrigerator. Do something. So yeah, you know it's there. Says,
0: okay, Mail the tickets to the Win Encore.
1: Right, right. So that's the whole thing. So if you're going to do what we just said, you know, you got to if you're going to bet some of these horses, bet them today. Because by the time Saturday comes, what inevitably happens is these odds start shrinking and you lose money. So you've got to bet them Today. You can't wait. If you have yeah, a good have feeling, feeling on, I'm an actor, actor I don't know,
0: listening, but it happens a lot during football season. But it happens pretty much any um uh, the level of success we've had.
2: Yeah.
0: Minds do change. Somebody out there who with a lot of money is hammering these picks. Yep. And what's in San Diego, you should think of someone else So every time I put out a bet on San Diego radio being
1: somebody with hammer I give you a
2: perp-
1: I give you a perfect example football cuz that's that's the big thing the chart go to the Chargers uh Chargers are favored by four points Justin Herbert gets hurt on Friday he's out Chargers are playing the Raiders all of a sudden the Raiders become a four point favorite
2: right if
1: you don't bet the Chargers if you don't bet the Raiders on the Friday or the Thursday you're going to lose money. So that's that's the basic thing with horse racing is the odds to stay the same. And then on race day, <laughs> they start dropping. And then you're losing money. Then you're watching your wallet shrink, your bank account shrinking because you didn't bet that horse on Thursday when it was 12 to one. Like Amaneck. I'm going to bet him. As soon as we get off, I'm going to go better. You know, and, um, you know, 12 to one is better than eight to one, it's better than seven to one. So, All
0: right. So that is the Preakness stakes with four out of five. Uh, purpose, right? To do your research, know what's around you. Outcome is to have the highest and best use of your time. That we don't charge you for anything. Uh, I'm gonna set up the website so we have a tip jar. You can tip us. I'll set up a link. We do have a sponsor. Uh, you tried it out. It's good for sleeping, regulating your mood, good anti anxiety via hemp. Uh, you can also get free samples. Contact us if you want free samples. You get 15% off. Bet 15, 15% off. So, boom, we're making you money that way. We're making you money right off the bat. So we're always like, say what Winston Churchill said. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. All the information you give picks, money for the highest, best use of your time is for uh, free. Thank you for listening to the EFBC Podcast Network, Horse Racing, True Crime.